Hello, I'm getting ready for my sermon Sunday morning. It's called The Seed War. And the name of this particular podcast episode is Election Interference. You know, when a referee at a football game sees pass interference on the defense or even on the offense, he's supposed to throw the yellow flag. And often he does. Sometimes much to the chagrin of the fan of the opposing team. He throws the flag and calls the penalty pass interference. So why are all the entities, including foreign governments, individuals, billionaires, technocracy, why are all the oligarchs that are interfering with our election allowed to get by with it? Well, I want to talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to let you know that I have made some changes on Rumble. Rumble is where I post the Prophetic Angle videos. I have two channels now. One is called the Prophetic Angle. That particular channel will continue to have videos and audio podcasts that have a static image. In other words, these podcasts that I make on Anchor here will also be placed on the Rumble, but with an image so that a wider audience can have access to these particular thoughts of mine from the prophetic angle. And there will also be some videos on there, obviously, with uh, dynamic imagery, uh, including me and my face, (laughs) and uh, others perhaps interviewing me, or other uh, graphics that enhance and help uh, bolster whatever points I'm trying to make, engage the viewer and the listener. So that'll be the prophetic angle on Rumble. Please subscribe to that and engage in as much as it is helpful to you and you have opportunity. But then I'm moving the sermons from Victory Temple, our church, whether it's me or Ruth or a visiting pastor or an in-house minister, I'm moving those sermons and teachings from the pulpit and podium over to another channel, which we will live stream to. That channel is called Victory Today Sermons. Brand new channel, so please go and subscribe to that, like it, engage with those sermons and teachings. The more engagement we have, the wider the audience is, and the more effective we sense that we are being. Sometimes you may watch something, not say anything or do anything to indicate that you did. And so it's kind of um, hard for us to gauge whether or not we are being as effective as we want to be when we don't have the feedback. And hopefully it's good feedback, so you know, uh, consider that. Okay, now... Interference, and we just started out with the reference to football and the yellow flag that the referee throws. I have this article here in Breitbart, Election Interference TikTok Accounts. This is a brand new article. This is as of today, and today is uh, uh, December the 2nd. So Breitbart's article 
is entitled Election Interference TikTok Accounts Operated by Chinese Communist Party Push Divisive Videos About U.S. Politicians. Well, you can begin to guess where this article is going to take us. It goes on and says, The propaganda arm of the Chinese Communist Party is operating accounts on China-owned TikTok that have millions of followers and push divisive videos about U.S. politicians. The TikTok accounts are being run by Media Links TV, a registered foreign agent of the primary Chinese Communist Party television news outlet, China Central Television, according to a report by Forbes. Many of the videos on the China-owned app attacked specific U.S. politicians ahead of the 2022 midterms elections, midterm elections. The largest of these propaganda accounts are Panda-O-Rama, and The Optimist, and News Talks. Wow. Before the U.S. midterm elections, News Talks reportedly attacked Republican candidates and favored Democrat candidates. Our video being pushed by the Chinese government featured a caption, or one video, that is, that read, Cruz Abbott don't care about us, and another video displayed the caption, Rubio's done absolutely nothing. There was no disclosure on the videos indicating to the viewers that the accounts were being run by a foreign government. This revelation is just the latest example of China, a hostile foreign country meddling in U.S. elections through its TikTok app, which is a Chinese surveillance and psyops thinly veiled as a social media platform. And it goes on. So this reminds me of the efforts that Greg Phillips and Catherine Engelbrecht uh, recently brought to the fore pertaining to Konek, which is the software company that had gathered data of poll workers throughout the United States, just thousands and thousands and thousands of poll workers. Their data was collected, and when I say data, I don't mean just their name, but I mean sensitive data, which could include their contact information, or at least their address, and children, and so forth. And that data was stored on a server near Wuhan, China. Obviously, when data is stored on a server in China, it is considered the property of the Chinese Communist Party by the Chinese Communist Party, and they can use it howsoever they see fit. Obviously, if they want to threaten somebody or blackmail somebody or use it as a weighty influence against somebody to get them to do something for and on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party, then it's a hop, skip, and a jump to believing that they can do that. So there you go. I mean, the influences for the election are all over the place, not to mention the recent FTX scandal that uh, many of us were not even aware of. We've heard of cryptocurrency, you know, the most uh, most well-known cryptocurrency I guess you've heard about is Bitcoin, but there are other cryptocurrencies. And this particular company in the Bahamas, FTX, just went bankrupt, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And the main... Uh, person involved with that, the uh, founder, I guess, is of FTX, is a man named Samuel 
bank man freed. You can't make that up, can you? And uh, he is the second largest giver to the Democrats after um, George Soros. Now, granted that Samuel Bankman-Fried is a, a second, distant second place, but he's still a second largest giver to Democratic campaigns, and particularly even before the 2022 midterm elections. Now, he has also given to Republicans, particularly and probably only rhinos, especially the six that I know of uh, that were voting to impeach President Trump. And I think those were senators that I'm referring to here. And I'm pretty sure you can guess at least three of them off the top of your head. So there you go. There's another influencer. It's already been uh, confessed by uh, Mark Zuckerberg that one of the three-letter agencies asked him to do certain things that would have influenced the election prior to the election. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head what he was requested to do, but I just remember that he did do what they requested. It did have an impact on the election. Now, Elon Musk has purchased Twitter, and he declares that Twitter was influential in the outcome of the election. Now, some of these uh, influences are illegal. Others are certainly unethical. And at any rate, you can see the preponderance of weighty impact that has gone into the election on behalf of the Democrats, and not just Democrats, but on any and all deep state establishment-type candidates or people that will go along with the flow. We know that Google is uh, responsible and other technocracy companies. Um, so we could go on and on about who influenced the election. And for those of us that are conservative against our American First candidates... And so we can see now that in Maricopa County in Arizona that this corruption is deep and wide. And this may be the domino that falls that starts the rest of the momentum in motion of the unveiling of election interference. Even though you and me, probably you that are listening to me and still are on, the, <laughs> on this podcast at this point, we already knew it. I'm 100% convinced. And it's not just some uh, small interference here and there. It was just uh, pretty pervasive. So pervasive that um, if, if it was all removed, if it was all stifled, I don't know if any of these candidates that won um, legally that one because of cheating would have come anywhere near the finish line. Now, there were some candidates that won in spite of the cheating, but you see, the cheaters know that there are certain places that 
for lack of a better way of putting it, are more important in the scheme of things and in the momentum gained than other places. And one of those places is Maricopa County. So right now you have Katie Hobbs, who is the Secretary of State and candidate for governor, who has declared herself the winner, even though Carrie Lake has not conceded. And Katie Hobbs, there's a conflict of interest because she's the Secretary of State running um, for governor, and so she's actually... uh, throwing her weight behind her own campaign and behind the outcome. And one of the ways she's doing that, just to show you how big of a conflict of interest this is, is she has threatened um, one or two of the counties with not only lawsuits but arrests if they don't go ahead and... um, endorse this election, the outcome of the election. And so we can see that election interference is deep and wide, as I've already stated. So let's let's look and see as we go forward the next few weeks, because I believe the next two months are crucial. I know January is when these new elected officials are seated, I do believe, nationally, and I suppose in the states. But there are still some elections that are not decided, like the runoff in Georgia with Warnock and Herschel Walker, and that's a Senate senatorial election, which would, based on what I know at this point, would put us right back at 50-50 in the Senate with Kamala Harris, the so-called vice president, being the tie vote breaker. You know, it's impossible to know and to articulate the amount of election interference that has been a part of our so-called elections for the past couple of decades. And it's only gotten worse. And, uh, I hate to say it, but looking back, even though I tended to vote for the Republican, obviously because of the platform, because it seemed like, like some people put it, the lesser of two evils, even when it wasn't somebody that we particularly wanted and, you know, wasn't our first choice. But if I look back, I noticed that there seems to be, in hindsight, an obvious Um, connection between the outcome of one party or the outcome of another. Uh, It just seems like mm, a lot of them are kind of pals. And I'm not saying they should be uh, enemies in the sense of, you know, shooting at each other and things of this nature. I'm just saying that some of them seem to hobnob with one another in spite of their completely diametrical, different views and values. And uh, then when I see the ineffectiveness of the rhino Republicans, I realize that just because a person was had an R by their name didn't make them uh, exactly what I thought they might have been, even though they were walking up on the Republican platform. So going forward... I think we should all learn a lesson for that. 
And we know the Democratic platform is completely anti-God, and uh, there's just no question about it. The Democrat platform of today is not the Democrat platform of John F. Kennedy. And I'm not saying John F. Kennedy was a purist. We know he was a womanizer. But when it came to loving America, he loved America, and I believe he was a good president at the time. So, anyway, uh, if this is not corrected, I'm going to wind it up here. If this is not corrected soon, somehow, some way, I, I believe it's pretty much over for our country. Because if the deep state, the establishment, can continue to pick who sits in the highest chairs of the state and the federal government and then thus makes the laws, enforces the laws, and judges the laws, well, we're no longer the country that the founders intended us to be. And, you know, if, if the elections are transparent, um, basically, they should make Election Day a holiday. Um, IDs should be required everywhere. And uh, early voting or mail-in ballots should only be for the military and certain exceptional cases. Um, like someone that's, I don't know, I don't even want to make a list here because the list could get too long, obviously, but... A very exceptional cases, not just a whosoever will doesn't want to get to the polls on election day. Uh, if you happen to get a ballot or two ballots or three ballots or four ballots, just fill them all out and send them back in, and we'll deal with them the best way we can along with our corrupt machines and our hackers and everything. And we'll make sure that your vote counts toward our objectives. Well, if that's the way our elections are going to be run going forward, and we're all looking at it now, and... Uh, I mean, in, in Maricopa County, it took them the better part of two weeks to count whatever votes they finally uh, concluded with. And they have far less people in Arizona than they do in Florida, which took them basically a day. So tell me how that same uh, county, which is just one of the counties that, that I'm referring to, but I want you to know there were other counties that were the same counties that were in question for the presidential election of 2020 that was fraudulently certified. Hmm. So I think we're all in for a big surprise. I don't know exactly when it's coming or how. I've heard a number of different theories. I subscribed to portions of a few of them. But only God knows exactly what the outcome's going to be. And that's something I'm pretty, that I'm sure of, that only God knows exactly what the outcome's going to be. And since only God knows that, I think God has required us to do our part, even though we feel like we're not accomplishing anything anytime too fast. And our part is to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. And... Uh, that could take a whole nother podcast to tell you how to do that. Of course, it involves intercessory prayer, but it involves action. It involves action. Now, I'm not talking about violence, but I'm talking about strong action, legal action, persistence, and uh, not compromising. That's, that's where rhinos start to become rhinos, is when they start that compromising. 
And when they start compromising and they continue to compromise, next thing you know, they're just about as bad or even worse than the other side because they're standing in the way of those that are trying to do the right thing. Wow. Election interference. The yellow flag has already been thrown, my friend. There's red flags all over the field. And it's time for a change in the way we run our elections. Now, let me conclude with something a little more biblical, at least to the illusion of the Scriptures. The Bible says, make your calling and election sure. And that's a whole Bible study of theology in and of itself. But we are considered the elect of God when we get in Christ because Christ was elected from the foundation of the world. And when we get in Christ, we are considered His elect. So the Bible says make sure that you have your calling and election in Jesus Christ. The elect shall be saved by the blood of the Lamb. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray for all those influencers and all those effort uh, makers out there, all those undertakers that, that are out there undertaking to do the right thing, trying their best to influence correctly, not interfere, but influence correctly our elections and our American constitutional process. Give them Godspeed and grace in this hour. In Jesus' name, amen.